Welcome everybody to yet another episode of Late Night Bites with Oris, where we talk tech, gaming, and everything in between. I'm your host, James, and today we have an amazing guest. Uh, he's been in the Oris community for uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, he's very close to the Oris employees here um, at Oris Gigabyte, and he's a very good friend of ours, as well as known as the world's most loyal Oris fan. Everybody, I'd like to present Jason Proctor. Jason, how are you doing today? Hey, James. Hey, it's always funny to hear that, but I think it's true. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, there's a very there's a contest between you and one of our other community members. His name is Ace U. Yep. yep. Um, and we call him the world's most hardcore Oris fan. Um but yeah, we, we want to give separate but almost similar titles. We don't want to. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, oh, no, I'm the world's most loyal fan or hardcore fan. But when I say loyal, um, the reason I say I chose you for loyal is because just you're such a great person to, to have in our community to really help to um, bring up the life of of our Oris gaming community. You know, new members, old members, you really tie in uh, everyone together. To be honest, if I'm if I'm uh, being honest here, I get a lot of my PC hardware news from you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been told that, and uh, I think yeah, that's exactly what I want in the community. Actually, any community that I help assist is I want the place to be somewhere where I want to return, and so I just make it that way. And hopefully, everyone else, you know, is getting a benefit out of it. Yeah, um, I know it's not just the Oris community that you help to kind of that you're a part of uh, very deeply, but you're also rooted very deep in the PC Master Race community. Is that correct? As well as the, I think you were taking care of some AMD or Intel subreddits or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so I, I assist Pedro with his Facebook PCMR group. And um, I do moderate a lot of sub groups specific to Ryzen, um, even just modding in general. Like uh, Jonathan Lightwood and I have another group where we, kind of encourage modders to just share their ideas and that we can grow off each other and it's pretty much what the whole community is about for us we want we want the community to work in a way where we can get out of it and also contribute to it as much as we take from it so yeah and i think a lot of that is the same way oris runs uh their social media so uh a lot of the things that we uh do we uh we we align definitely with you guys yeah, we always try and make sure that if we're running a community campaign that, you know, that um, we have some sort of community leader, which would be you in, in our case, mm -hmm. um, to help to mediate that. Because um, I feel like sometimes there's just a disconnect between the consumer and from the business point of view, you know, employees. And I think that's where the community members uh, or at least the, the admins or mods or anything like that, um, that's where they come into play. They're kind of like that mediator, you know. Uh, and, yeah. and we always really appreciate that. So thank you. Um, oh. Something I do want to kind of uh, get in on just so everyone has a clear picture of who you are. Can you kind of give a little bit of backstory on, um, you know, who Jason Proctor is and how you even got involved in this space in general? Yeah, so um, I'll just tell a story of how I even started in the Oris community was um, I was already into building PCs and other types of things where I can sort of expand my creativity on uh, aesthetically as well as, as well as, you know, performance wise, just as cars and that kind of stuff. Fish tank. So that's just kind of where I am. So I, I kind of have a natural interest in uh, community aspect things and also, you know, products and, you know, a way to like have a canvas for myself. So, Basically, what I, happened was I um, I decided to go all ORS on back in 2017. I think that was when you guys first released yeah. the Z270X stuff. And um, I already had um, my eyes on a gigabyte platform for Z170, but, um, you know, this, this industry moves really fast. So oh, yeah. it, it ended up going to Z270 by the time I made my decision and my budget lockdown <laughs> for it. And, <laughs> but it, it was a... There was this one thing where I just couldn't find anywhere, and it was the the SLI bridge for the 1080 Ti's at the time. Those seem to be really and, hard to come across, even nowadays. Yeah, even now, I think it's like 
yeah, one of those rare things. In fact, the the one for the thirty series cards is, is still not available, even yeah. though I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I found I went to Oris directly on Facebook to message them, and and then I saw on their page that there was information about the Oris community group. So I went there instead, and all I did was make one post, and I think. It was Van. He just really reached out to me and about 10 minutes later and said, we got you. <laughs> so so I was like, oh, man, that's, this is great. And and yeah, ever since then, it's just been that, you know, that that community feedback and give back is tremendous. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So when you kind of think about the Oris gaming community um you've been in there i'd say um again almost pretty much from the start because i think Oris as a brand has was established we announced it in 2016 so you joined 2017 so it was still fairly new um so from then until now you've had a lot of experiences with Oris. i know we've uh you know been able to send some of our uh, VIPs, including you, to you know events like PAX. Um, we've met with you guys um, and just conversed a lot and hung out at, during CES, uh, which is a really big technology show, right, for our industry. So when you think about all of the experiences that you've had with not just Oris, but the Oris community in general, um, I'm kind of curious, what's your favorite experience? <laughs> Huh, that's a, there's so many. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a lot. I know. Definitely, it's it's been it's been a pretty awesome several years here. But um, I I think my favorite one was when I went to Taiwan on vacation, and you guys were doing Computex at the same time, and um, Brian reached out. To, well, I reached out to Brian just let him know I was going to be there, and he you guys just took me on a tour of the you know everything. Let me see everything behind the scenes. He took me on the, the headquarters tour. Um, it was actually a pretty amazing thing to do, and I, and I actually did it with one of my really good friends I met in the community, Ace. So, yeah, Ace, which uh, is so that again, was actually, yeah. <laughs> the world's yeah, most so that was uh, actually, hardcore Oris fan. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a fun time. We we even did like a, um. Well, you're a Dragon Ball Z fan. We did a, the fusion. Oh yeah, uh, I saw uh, that picture. Yeah, in, in mm-hmm. the headquarters lobby. <laughs> and you were also with um, Pedro, uh, which is the the yeah. founder of PCMR, right? Yeah, and uh, that was the second time I met Pedro in person. Um, I met him at PAX East, mm-hmm. the the one prior to that Combutex. Um, yeah, so Pedro was there as well. Yep, you're right. It was That's... a great time. We 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 have an inside joke, Ace Pedro and I, where we call ourselves a fish market gang because we we took a walk to a fish market that Van recommended. Uh-huh. And... And good experience or bad <laughs> experience? <laughs> oh, so it, was, it was a. It was a bonding experience. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I'll I mix just say it that. Up. <laughs> yeah, it, it made up for it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I'm yeah. so jealous. Um, I have never been to Taiwan, but I've always wanted to go, and I've always wanted to visit our HQ. I'm so jealous of you guys being able to uh, tour the facility, um, see where you know the the products actually get developed. Because I think I've seen some pictures that you actually got to meet with. Um, some of our head PMs um, that actually yeah. designed the product. Um, yes. I think Rex was there. He was one of our PMs. Um, and you also met the uh, VP of the whole company, um, Eddie. Um, Eddie, yes. Yeah, and he is a, a really great guy. But yeah, I mean, it seems like just that experience is just the whole at, that makes up for like a lifetime of experiences, you know, when it comes to like that PC industry. There's not a lot of people that can say that they've gotten a personal tour of, you know, the HQ uh, of Gigabyte's HQ and got to see the the inside, the nitty gritty, right, of how they design their products, uh, the day to day operations. Um, yeah, that's the really cool. operations is really interesting. It, mm-hmm. and, and you you kind of never get a grasp of it until you actually see it in person, which is which is why it was so amazing. So after you visited um, our HQ in Taiwan, did your perception or image of Oris change at all? Um, just like, did you think of it any differently? Because, you know, it's kind of like 
uh, once you see the inside of something, you always have a different perspective. It may not necessarily be a bad one, but just a different perspective on the way things work um, with our company or with just the industry in general. Um, I don't think so. I think what I got most out of it was that you guys run a lot like what my other businesses. <laughs> and I, From a business standpoint, it was actually pretty interesting to see. But at the same time, you guys have this very... Uh, family oriented you know work approach everyone yeah. is like kind of knows each other and it's it's the same there too and i i think i think that's solidified that you know boris is really trying to put that that sort of concept out there that you know they want to be you know that for the pc community and it's pretty it's pretty pretty um, comforting that's the best word for it yeah, that's that's awesome. That is something that uh, we are trying to strive for, and you've kind of seen that with um, our community firsthand. Um, and I'm just going to take a quick break here and kind of let everyone yep. know who's listening. You know, if you don't have a really, you know, you don't have a place to go, um, there's always subreddits and stuff like that. But our community, I really feel like is is a big family. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that go in there and is really friendly and can help out, give honest feedback on your builds, uh, give feedback on builds that you think will good will go good together or that you want to plan in the future. Um, so if you haven't, definitely you know check it out. I think um, you'll be really surprised um, with with what you'll be greeted there. Oh yeah, for sure. There's there's so many people just willing to help right away. It's it's always busy. <laughs> you yeah. Can that. yeah, everyone is there's troubleshooting, there's builds being shared, there's news, PC news, forest oh, yeah. news. It's it's always going on there. Something I want to ask, I've always wanted to ask you is, okay, so you work very closely with the consumers, with the, the companies on that side of things, on forums, uh, community aspect. Um, and another kind of aspect that you work on or you work with is like modders, right? You've worked with companies like mm-hmm. Mod by Mod, Oracle Mod, NVS Mods. Um, so if you've worked with these really high profile modders, how does that industry look like? I know you're, I know you're a, very advanced level PC builder. Um, but when it comes to like modding builds, you usually get a lot of help from uh, yep. modding companies, right? Yes. So um, a lot of things that I want to do with my builds, I don't have either the, the means or even the capabilities because I don't have the machines and all that kind of equipment here. Mm-hmm. But um, what I do is I killer mods, Tony or Ishmael, we we call him Tony on it on you know behind the modder scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that his real name? Is that his real name, uh, Tony? No, no, it's not. Oh, okay, it's, okay. A, it's, it's, it's like a, a, I'm not even sure if it's a nickname or no. I should ask him. He's one of my oh, best okay. friends, and I, I don't like, know that. Oh, I didn't know. Was, I didn't know he had a partner. I didn't know Ishmael had a partner. <laughs> so, oh, it's the same but, person. But yeah, so I reach out to um, Tony in particular, um, who I I've been working with him since my first concepts you could call them that i came up with because he's been able to take what i had in my brain and put it out into a physical product yeah and every single time and it's just insane and i, I watch other modders such as like kaylin from mvs mods and um uh, they jonathan lightwood they those guys are they take modding to the to beyond the next level like and it's somewhere where i'd like to be in the future mm-hmm. but at the moment I, it's just not possible so at the moment i i must use you know modders and other fabricators who have that they, they, they know how and capabilities to do the things that I need. And I, I thank them for it. And I mean, killer mods is, well, you've seen his work. It's just, it's just in, insane. The, the amount of, uh, yeah, the level of detail. Yeah. yeah. The detail and quality he just pushes out and, um, and it works. I mean, I mean, you, you'll see, I have a build coming up that I'm doing this week that he helped me on do a one-off fabrication of, a. A thing i'm not going to say what it is surprise join the community <laughs> to uh join the community yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it was it, it started off as a simple request that i thought i needed some help with and from there he and i were like what if we do this instead and what if we elevate it to this and yeah and and that's that's what that's what being in a modding community is like everyone is there to pretty much elevate each other and it's it's a really interesting I guess, place <laughs> yeah, community yeah. yeah the modern community, community yeah yeah yeah. Um, so you've so you've worked with different modding uh, companies and um, people. Is there? 
how's like the the modding community in general is it generally like a friendly community not not one's really trying to like step on each other's back everyone's like you just said is trying uh, to help each other lift each other up stuff like that yeah so basically a good way to put it is you know how the pc community itself is its own beast right and people there are very willing to help each other out most times anyway the modding community is that plus like a family so it's like that plus a family so once you once you're in the pc modder building community and know some of the other people that are in it and you have to talk to them a lot um it's it's like open arms it's it's a it's a very interesting community because everyone everybody there wants everyone to succeed and I think that's pretty much the gist of why everyone does it. And it, and it, I think a lot of us love to see what each other can push out. Um, yeah. Quality wise and build wise and interesting, you know, just different concepts. It's just really great to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I've been to my fair share of PAXs and CESs and I've been with all of you guys. Um, and we work with modders all the time. And the thing I can say is we, we work with different modders, on the same event so if we're going to pax east we usually have like five different modded system from five different uh modding mm -hmm. modders um but we all of course invite them to the booth to take pictures and to take photos and stuff like that to do some videos um and they all meet up with each other and they're just so friendly you know and i think it's a uh, it's <laughs> how do i explain this it's like the pc master race of the pc master race <laughs> It is. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like the exclusive, not exclusive, but if you really are passionate about it, you know that the community is very tight knit, right? Um, that's like that's like how that is for some gaming genres. So, for example, uh, FPS like CS:GO or League of Legends, their oh, fan base yes. is huge, right? But if you go down to the let's say fighting game community, like uh, Dragon Ball Fighters or Street Fighter or Tekken. The community is not nowhere as big as those other ones, but the the amount of tight knit, or I guess the community is very tight knit, uh, and everyone knows everyone else, uh, and they act as like a family. So, um, I I always love those types of communities, um, and I always am so jealous when I see modders. I always see your guys's pictures just going out, having fun, you know, just hanging <laughs> out, uh, and I'm here, you know, t you know. <laughs> tearing down the booth and i'm like dang it i want to have fun too <laughs> but yeah i think um the modders are they put in a lot of hard work really um and you know they deserve a lot of the recognition they get you know and that's yeah it's, they it's really do awesome. I mean, and so, some of these builds that they're putting out are they're not done you know in a day or two oh, <laughs> or a no. week even yeah. some of their plan months in advance years even so i have one that i'm doing with a timeline of 12 months it'll come out probably in 2021 sometime yeah that's and that's how early we start sort of conceptualizing and planning it out yeah yeah and i think if you're i can't really speak i think you can speak more to this but um kind of from outside looking in if you really want to be a part of this community you really have to have again that that passion for it is that right you know yeah you need to have the passion it's it's kind of the same in any any you know genre or even profession where you want to elevate and achieve you, you need to have the passion like, like streamers it's people think streaming is just you know getting on and doing some streaming but it's a lot not more every, than that. not everybody who streams can you know make it so exactly. exactly um actually that actually brings me to kind of like my next talking point that I, I want to discuss and that's you know you're close with a lot of these modders and a lot of them do it full time you know they do it for yes. not just their their passion but but their business and, and their livelihood so how is the modding scene when it comes to being able for them to survive on their own as a business is it a little bit rough out there or is there a lot of work where people really want to get their systems modded so they're they have no problems getting in clients i think there's different levels in ways of going about it i think some people um do client builds just because it's a way for them to be able to always have a product in their hands and building and putting out their creativity that's one way that i hear some people doing it and some people are at the very high where they're just you know they're just so good <laughs> that um companies are literally just you know handing them products without even asking oh, I um see. 
and it's because they, they've achieved such a you know status that you, you know companies know that they're going to put out quality um so there's you know there's different spectrums completely and and it's even there's even um spectrum where you're not let's say you're not so it doesn't always have to be the you know the best of the best equipment in your builds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know it's literally all about you know what you're trying to create and um, and I always try to encourage people that if you know you don't have to have you know the top of the line flagship everything to do a build and to make it look amazing, then people will love you know a simple build or people will love a build based on you know a, a, a concept that you that you pushed push. out and you that you want to make. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And yeah, we have, I know, I know people in every category of modding and building and they're all happy and it's just the best way to do it. You're just doing what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. You definitely don't need to have a uh, top of the line, everything, um, even though that's what you may see in the modding community, you see it that way because companies are handing their top mm-hmm. of the line stuff so it can be shown to the best of its ability. Um, but to mod, you don't necessarily have to have the, the latest and greatest stuff. I remember even when I was just PC building, when I first got into PC building, um, I bought my own parts, which was cool. I, I bought it in the thought process to upgrade later on. So of course I didn't mm-hmm. buy the flagship stuff. But actually how I upgraded was I would go on Craigslist and I would, or eBay and I would try and find deals of cards that uh, of products like motherboards and CPUs or graphic cards that were better than mine and try and get it at a cheaper price. So yeah, it's still yeah. like old, but it's still better than the one I had before. <laughs> um, and then that's how I just upgrade and make it better and better. So uh, yeah, to, for, to, for everyone out there who thinks that, you know, PC building or PC modding, you need the top of the line, this or top of the line that uh, no, definitely not, which is the beauty of, of PC mm-hmm, building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the community itself, I mean, I won't say it always happens, but there are a lot of times where people in the community will help you reach, you know, your goals. So uh, I mm-hmm. would say to anybody interested, just get involved in the community and talk and yeah. meet people. Yeah. I was involved in the PC community before I even started building my own PC. I would like watch so many videos and then just like think about how I, how I was going to plan out my build, even though it was a very simple build. You know, and that's the cool thing is uh, being in the PC community, I think is something where you can, you don't have to have the product to be interested into in the PC community. You can still have an interest in the PC community without having it, you know, um, and that will set you up for good connections for the future, you know, and just good product yep. knowledge. Um, so... I want to take a break from a little bit of these topics and do some fun uh, questions here. Sure, sure. So out of all the Oris products that we've launched that you've, you know, known, what is your top three favorite Oris products? And you oh, can go, man. it doesn't have to be like, <laughs> like motherboard graphic card, but uh, try and go a little bit more specific, like our water force board, our water force GPU, something like that. Yeah. So there is one that's always, on the top of my list, even though it's older, it's Ooh. the the game the Z two seventy X Gaming Nine motherboard. Z two seventy X Gaming Nine, really? Why? Yeah, and that will, well, not because that was the first board I bought for Oris, but the reason why I bought that board is because your engineer and design team put out so much thought into that board <laughs> that it was it was just a cut above everything else available at the time at least in my opinion and uh it still is today today um there's features on that board that aren't on newer products and i wish they were <laughs> really yeah and uh, if you guys ever want to talk about it i'll let you know <laughs> but but yeah it was it was to me it was just a a sort of a mini marvel of technology that wasn't around for any you know other products out there at the time um oh dang and you guys took the yeah you guys took the leap and decided to do something with it that a lot of people probably didn't even know was on the board to begin with because it was such a niche type of thing that yeah i don't like, think most people realized that yeah put on all the uh, bells and whistles on that one yeah yep that's and awesome. then um i'll say obviously the water force the water force <laughs> just all like the water, water force, force series in general in, just in general, yeah, yeah, the Z390 Water Force, you know, all, eh, 
all of them, the Z four ninety water the the graphics card, Waterforce graphics cards. Oh yeah. They're all yeah, they just yeah, they catch they that's where my heart is right now, actually. Yeah, that's still um <laughs> that's still something that I have yet to get into and I am so I think I have some fittings. I just need to get some tubing and uh, I really want my next build to be well, actually I already have my next build planned out. It's a small form factor, but my next build after that, <laughs> I definitely want to um, start to get my hands dirty and some uh, liquid cooling uh, because it's. Uh, I've been in the PC community for you know some time now, yeah. and I've always wanted to do it, but I've always been so scared. Uh, but I know it's you know if you do it if you're careful and you do it the right way and you do your research, it's not too bad, right? No, it's not. I mean, it's it's very. Uh intimidating but it's it's not at yeah all it's like you, it's like building a pc like you think it's very scary at first and then yeah. you do it and you're like oh it's like a you know legos for adults you know yeah it's it's, it's just a new skill that you need to learn as part of your hobby and <laughs> <laughs> um once you once you learn it you, you kind of think of yourself as like a you know expert in it and share that knowledge with other people it's pretty good i know some people that won't to this day bend their own tube so i wouldn't be too intimidated <laughs> oh yeah, yeah soft tubing them, like, for sure pre- for me first yeah, or soft tubing <laughs> or prevent yeah well okay so all right so we have water force z270 yeah. right z270 z270x X gaming nine and then what's the last and one the last one so many i'm looking at my desk right now oh <laughs> no the last one the last, the last one isn't available anywhere. It's really? it's the or it's the Oris M5 White Edition that you oh guys gave me. Oh my! Class you class had class. to rub that <laughs> one in. Even we, the employees, don't have that, man. Oh man, that's and, not fair. Uh, when yep, when I when I first well, well, I went out, funny story. I was at PAX West, and the day before you guys gave it to us, uh, us the VIP people that you guys invited out there. Um, I saw I saw like a leak of it on Instagram. <laughs> so I was literally I was literally already all ready to buy it. <laughs> where can I get that? Where is this? I was like, where can I get this? I, I need this ASAP. And then yeah, the next morning you, you guys gave it to me and I was like, Yeah, oh. I remember. I was like, oh man, I think one of our other regions accidentally leaked it. Um uh because sometimes we have like a specific post date um globally, but sometimes that the time zones get mixed up. Um and it's like, oh man! But of course, you, it was still okay because you guys didn't know you were getting that mouse, right? The, oh yeah, the custom yeah, absolutely mouse. did not did not know I was gonna get it. I yeah. just needed a link to buy it. And so the it. the eight of you guys, <laughs> oh man, the eight of you guys are you know got so lucky. We actually, I think we sent that to our R and D team, um, and they custom did that the the paint job, but they did it in a way where it's still it's usable. You know, it's not something yeah, that's gonna yeah. chip off. You know. Um, yep. But I already know, uh, I don't know if you use it daily, but I know a lot of the VIPs that did get it, put it up for display um, and kind of just use it as a, as a trophy piece, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a trophy for me. Um, I've taken it out to take pictures of it with the whole setup. Oh, yeah. Um, because, because, well, you might, you might remember, but most of my setup is white and black. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That one, man. Yeah. That's a really good one. Okay. If it's on, uh, if I had to give my best three products here, um, here's something that a lot of my stuff is actually pretty recent because I thought we've come out with a lot of great technology recently. One, my number one one, uh, and I think this is going to be very similar to a lot of people, is our brand new ultra wide monitor. Oh man! For the price <laughs> and the specs you yeah. get, I'm using it yeah. right now. Oh my gosh, it's. And the fact that it sucks because it's on shortage, right? Not shortage, but it's really hard to get your hands on because the moment we bring a lot in, it completely sells out. Um, it's just a cut above the rest. Um, the price to performance to spec is just, it's yeah, really it's, awesome. It's, yeah, you guys really hit the the nail on that one, yeah, I think. And a lot of people were, people were waiting for the 21.9s since you first announced monitors. And I'm surprised you guys didn't get it out sooner, but everybody's glad you did oh yeah yeah i'm super happy um i know that we are getting more i believe we're getting more supply in um hopefully later a lot of the hard to make panels like 
the reason why sometimes you guys will see ultra wides out of stock a lot is because that panel mm-hmm. is is a little bit harder to produce because um i don't know if you know this jason but do, do you know how monitor panels are made yeah so yeah so they're <laughs> made from one big sheet right yep. and they cut that to size however the 21 by nines are not don't fit in that perfect square so um they can only make let's say four 21 by 9 monitors in that one huge sheet um uh panel sheet that that they have to cut and that's why sometimes the, the supply is limited and of course yeah. the rest the of cost. it yeah exactly or the cost yeah and so that's why um in case you guys are kind of wondering like oh why isn't the monitor i want to get in stock uh most yeah. likely it's because of that you know just just that panel yeah. it's it's a little yeah. bit harder to produce yeah, or um, why is this 49 inch 32 9 monitor 50? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the answer because they mm-hmm. can only cut probably one screen at a time for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why these um, TVs now that you see on like Amazon, like TCL, um, they're, they're getting so cheap because the panels usually come in specific sizes like 50, 55, 65, and, and 80 or something like that. And so it's easier just to sell that panel as a whole and create the the, the PCB around it. Uh, it doesn't cost too much. So it's pretty interesting the way technology is moving nowadays. Um, you're getting high specs for a lot cheaper. Uh, and that's where I'm super excited to see uh, in the next, I would say, like five years, how technology advances um, with all this new stuff coming up, you know, because it's just so cheap to produce uh, high quality products just like we've done with our ultra wide monitors mm-hmm. yes yeah right. so ultra wide number one for me number two um this is probably something you wouldn't expect jason but my second favorite product that we have is the b550 uh i Aorus pro wi-fi the itx the itx because the power or that the vrms in that board is very very good it can for what it is it can handle a lot of stuff that's actually my the board for my next build and i plan to do like a, a ryzen 9 3950x um because i i got a 3950x before unfortunately before they non they announced the 5950x i bought it and then i was like ah man <laughs> it's like well you know if i if i return it and try and buy the 5950x it's just going to be a cycle i'll upgrade next one i'll upgrade next exactly. cycle you, yeah. you gotta you gotta start building somewhere mm-hmm. exactly yeah. sometimes you, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out yeah yeah and i gotta uh i'm trying to discipline myself to upgrade every uh, it's kind of like phones for me i usually upgrade every two years um, so I think that's what I'll try and set for my new precedent. Every two years, I'll upgrade my motherboard and CPU because let's be real, you know, CPUs, I still see people using Haswell, uh, CPUs, um, yeah. and yeah. it's, it's still going good, you know? Um, yeah. One of my good friends, um, that we moderate some of the rising communities with, he, um, he just left the FX this year. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Really? FX? Yeah. That's he crazy. Orus, he got an Oris Master X570. Oh, sweet. And uh, he's, he, he can't be any happier. But yeah, he he um, he um told me he wouldn't upgrade because, quote, all the motherboards that came out before chipsets motherboards uh, were not up to his standards. Oh. <laughs> and so he said X570 was the one where they finally. The yeah. Some, somebody made a board that he wanted and it yeah. was Oris. Oh, yeah. With PCI 4.0, all that technology. Oh, man. Yeah, you can't really can't get better than that, especially for well, someone like me. It, it's really beneficial, um, PCIe 4.0 with uh, SSD speeds. Oh man, it's a godsend <laughs> when it comes to like video editing or video. file transferring. Oh man, um, because the work that I do um, in my off time and you know sometimes for Oris, um, I've kind of stepped back from the video role. But um, the work that I do, I've had pro video projects where I'm, it's literally like seven or 800 gigabytes worth of footage. Uh, it's a lot. And that PCI 4.0 really comes in clutch. Not going to lie. It really comes in clutch. 
<laughs> I can go eat dinner for like 20 minutes and then I'm I'm back and all 800 gigs is transferred. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Thank God for PCIe 4.0. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, that, yeah. that would have been overnight for sure. Yeah. The, oh, on, try, overnight. Maybe a, maybe a week. <laughs> yeah, maybe a week. <laughs> um, yeah, so the B550i Oris Master or Oris Pro Wi-Fi is my second favorite piece of technology that Oris has come out with. My third one, this is something I actually never thought would be on my top three list for Oris, but it's actually our um, our AIO. I really think that we did a good job with our AIO. I like the um, customizability. Uh, I like the look of it. I think it looks and feels very premium. Um, and yeah. I, I really like the, the AIO. That's more of like a personal preference, to be honest. But yeah, those are my top three uh, for sure. Actually, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. I remember yeah, I when like we the launched AIO the AIO that people were going crazy for that. People people were actually asking for that. I'm pretty sure you, you, know, you were, well, you were definitely here. Um, but, you know, during a lot of those Oris TVs, a lot of people were asking us to make AIOs. Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah, we're, I remember reading it. Yeah. Man, we're so happy that we're able to deliver on that. And I just love how if you're really if you really are an Oris fan, you can really just get everything from Oris or Gigabyte. Um and and you're all set, you know. You really don't have to go anywhere else, which is pretty cool. You know what I want? I want it's my this is my dream product, at least for the next six months. Right, let's <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> I am so in love with the Vision series that you guys are pushing out right now that I want an X570 or B550 or even a Z490. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be any anyone in particular. I want a Vision ITX board. Oh. Yeah. That is I think true. that would look so nice as a small little professional yes. unit that you could you know, build. That, that's the concept that's in my brain. It's, it's very small professional unit. Well, you saw the, the, the Oris Node that I built. That, that's the same concept in mind. It's something very tight, compact, and powerful, and yeah. beautiful. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, an X570 ITX board would be really cool. And if you think about it, there's not a lot of X5... Or not X5, just mini ITX um, white boards out there. Or just very yeah, clean, yeah. aesthetically looking boards. Just, um, they tend to be very either super over-the-top game gamer-esque or they kind of just look very bare bones you know yep yep yeah but huh oh pms if you're listening to this episode uh there you heard it uh mini itx like it doesn't even need rgb or anything just just a vision just the vision aesthetic (laughs) oh yeah yep um i don't know if i'm allowed to say this whatever i'm gonna say it if i get in trouble I'll say it was Van's fault. <laughs> All right, you guys in the you guys in the audience have to listen. But um, I think we've mentioned this on Oris TV before. But we are making a, uh, I believe we are making a vision monitor. So that one yes. I'm excited for. Uh, uh, funny enough, I'm working with Kaylin from Envious Mods to do a monitor modding uh project on the g32qc that we have and before we even knew about that information of creating vision monitors i asked i thought it would be a cool concept for him to create or to mod our monitor into that vision aesthetic so i'm actually kind of curious to see what he puts out and then compare it to when our vision monitors come out um and just kind of see you know just the, the different styles yeah i've seen some of the early things he's doing with that mod and yeah, I think. Oh, really? I have not seen. Yeah, I have not seen anything at all. So I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm really well, I love, excited. I love anything he pushes, <laughs> anything Kalen does, I pretty much love. But yeah, I, this one in particular, he's he's already uh, he's already hitting that mark on it. I've actually never seen a modded monitor in my entire life before, so I'm actually really excited. This is my first time seeing a modded mon- monitor. So yeah, I really don't know how you can mod a monitor. You know, but I mean, aside from the paint, but I'm excited. I am really excited. Yep. Cool, cool. So, um, you know, we talked a lot about the the people and, and the products of Oris, which is pretty cool. But now I want to focus a little bit more on you. So you've c- come up with a lot of builds within the past uh, couple of years, especially working with Oris. Um, out of all of your builds, which one do you define as 
Like, that's my build. That's the build that I want to be known for. Or at least in the community, is there a build that you've created that there that people look and they're like, oh, that's that's Jason Proctor for sure. That's his oh book. yeah, yeah. It, it has to be my um, <clears throat> I call it the Talon build or his Talon, Talon, but it's the one I did with the C three ninety water force. It's the big, the giant distrib- distribution uh, reservoir in it. Um, oh yeah, I use yeah. Water force. I use water force graphics cards, obviously, but. But my my main goal for that build was to make it trip with Boris Love. <laughs> yeah, that was my goal, and I, I think the reason why I don't know. So to, Tony and I uh, we uh, we went back and forth a while on that one, and it took about a year to finalize all the concepts that we wanted for it. Um, but that's that's got to be the one. So when you see that build on my you know Facebooks or even Instagram, that's the one where I say, yep, everybody knows that's Jason Proctor made this build. And honestly, I think um, I think a lot of people know that. So when people like share the build where it's not me sharing it, I get people message me all the time. Hey, this person shared your build and yeah. credited you. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> as long as it's shared and people love it. That's all I really cared about. But um, yeah, it has to be that build for me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the one, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's the one that you use for your daily driver, right? Is that the one you use for your daily driver right now? Uh, I was. Or you were until, using it before. Uh, yeah, I was using it for my daily driver every day. Um, I had now it which one? Now you use the, is, you actually, use the, the jetpack looking one, the ITX one? Is that your main uh, driver right now? No, no that's, that's in its box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um right right now I um I'm using a Threadripper build on a TRX forty as my main and um I'm actually building a build in conjunction with PCMR and Oris and EK Waterblocks um that I'm gonna use for just gaming once it's done. Nice because the Threadripper is I mean it's not it's not built for, for yeah, it's not <laughs> built for gaming. I mean it's it can game. It, I'm telling you right now it can game tremendously well mm-hmm. um but and the electricity waste is so high <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um actually this, this uh something i want to ask you then is would you ever see yourself using like a laptop as like your i don't know honestly i don't know what kind of games you play if you play mostly AAA title games or what but would you ever switch, you know, have one yeah. desktop and one laptop as like your setup rather than a dual PC setup? Because I know dual PCs, how cool they are. Um, usually you, you need a lot of room for that and a lot of space. Um, I won't, yeah. Yeah, I won't say that I would. That's my ideal setup is a is like a desktop and a laptop. But for me, I a laptop is crucial for me when I'm traveling. And um, I've, been oh, needing yeah. to, I've, been, I've been wanting to upgrade my laptop for a few years now because now that I'm getting to the point where I'm on the road or traveling to stuff for you guys or even my own things, I take a lot of pictures and I want to be able to edit them while I'm on the road. On the go, sometimes. yeah. And, yeah, and with the, I'm not going to say what laptop I own right now, but the laptop I own right now is obsolete to the point where I don't even want to edit anything when I'm on the road. With that. Yeah, you'd rather <laughs> so, just either edit on your phone or I'm, just wait till you I'm get just home. Gonna, yeah, I'll yeah. just do a quick edit on my phone or wait till I get home. And sometimes I can... I mean, from my point of view, sometimes it's not the best thing to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting, waiting. I mean, um, to edit because you know the, the experience is kind of lost, or you you want to do it while you're in a moment. A lot of times, or when you're when it's fresh in your mind, and I think that's really important to content creation in general. Oh yeah, um, my dream setup. Um, when I hopefully inevitably buy a house one of these days. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about in California because the market's <laughs> high here, but maybe somewhere else, maybe in Vegas, who knows? Um, but when I, I kind of get more space and I kind of, you know, uh, I guess it's more later down the line, my dream setup, uh, dual setup, would be, of course, my gaming rig, which is a small form factor gaming slash content creation rig, and then a very clean laptop, minimal laptop setup. I don't know if you've seen, like I follow a lot of pages on Instagram that have like clean laptop setups. Um, And it's just like the laptop stand, 
one cable oh, plugging yeah. into the, yeah. the monitor. Yeah. yeah, right, the Ultra monitor, and it just looks so clean, even though it's a laptop setup. Um, and that's like that's what I strive for, and that would just be pure like work from home stuff. Um, and then when yeah, I want to yeah. game, I go straight to to my gaming setup because I don't know about you, but I find myself getting sometimes distracted because there's games on my computer when I should be doing something else or if I'm trying to do something else, but it's like, ugh, uh, Valorant is one click away or, or Dragon Ball Fighters is one click away, you know? <laughs> it is a, a very dangerous line. <laughs> no, no, and you're absolutely right. I work at home from with my current job. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same way. Like I, I made, I made myself sort of like a little, I don't know what you call it, a rule <laughs> where, uh, where I don't turn on my main PC unless I absolutely have to, because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. I'll get too distracted. And I have, I have really important work to do. That exactly. Pays my bills. <laughs> yep. Gaming doesn't pay the bills. Unless you're, pay the bills. <laughs> unless you're a streamer <laughs> or a professional esports player, which, if we were good, if, if we were so good at the game, well, we wouldn't be talking here. <laughs> we wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's good to know that, yeah, you're, I remember seeing that build that uh, that you've shown off a lot before. And um, that's good to know that, you know, that people know you for, for that build. When it comes to, like, getting into PC building what kind of advice would you give to people who i guess either well let me break this down to two questions what advice would you give to new people who let's say are console gamers but they want to get into pc gaming second question oh. is what would you say to people who really want to upgrade uh, or i guess who have an itch to upgrade every time they see something new <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so first question is i would definitely say for a new especially someone for coming from console um build your pc i mean as much as you can because obviously budget is a concern when going to pc from console but choose choose build it for the game you want to play and the resolution don't don't go looking for the best of the best unless you can unless i mean don't don't not buy the best of the best but i'm saying as far as enjoyability goes and getting the most out of your money, I would I would build a PC for the game that you plan to play at the resolution you want to play at. Um, and you'll get the most enjoyment out of that, I think. And also, uh, since it's financially you know, intertwined there, you probably will have less regrets doing it that way. And then once you are in it, you know, and your PC is a little old and outdated a little bit, don't go too long, but then you can upgrade and you'll have a, you know, you'll be in it already and then you can kind of figure out what you want to do later. It's a lot um, cheaper once you're in the ecosystem, right? Once you're in the yeah, PC. Once you're in it, yeah, once you're in the ecosystem, it's cheaper because you can reuse the cases. Most times you can reuse case, all the fans. The power supply. Yeah. yeah. You're really only changing you out the motherboard, if even that. Sometimes if you, yeah, if you start off with a good motherboard that. CPU, you're, you're chilling, you know? Yep. Yeah. And then um, as far as not getting all into the hype every generation, which is, you know, it's very hard. Several <laughs> one, once a year minimally, it's extremely hard. And yeah, I fall victim to that. And I'm a, that's because I'm as well as a lot of people in a PC community. We're, um, we're enthusiasts. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just enticing. Yeah. We're enthusiasts. Yeah. And we want, we want the newest of the newest all the time. And, um, you just kind of have to draw your own lines. So that's my advice to that. Draw your own lines. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's, you find yourself, Yep, yep. It's the, the need versus want. Yep. If you find yourself, you know, creating, inventing budgets or credit cards and that kind of stuff, then you it's know, not you, worth then it. And you know, it, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually want to hit back on that first piece of advice that you give because um, that's pretty interesting. You know, a lot of times, um, a lot of the advice that people give is, hey, um, set yourself a budget, whatever it is, 500, 700, $800, and then go with that and then upgrade as time goes on. But actually this is the first time I've heard advice to build the PC around the game. 
which is a very, very smart idea because let me tell you, I my very first PC, which, okay, you guys are going to flame me for this, but it, it was a pre-built PC. It's actually a PC from Dell. And I felt kind of bad because it's a, I know I overpaid for it. It's a Dell PC, like a i7, uh, fifth or sixth gen uh, CPU, and then like a 750Ti. And I paid like 1500 bucks for that at the time. And I was like, oh, I just need the, the top of the top, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I did play some games at first, like Overwatch, stuff like that, which really helped out. And then maybe after two weeks, guess what game I reverted back to? League of Legends. <laughs> yep. The potato yes, game exactly. that I was able to play on my rinky-dink laptop the whole time. Uh-huh. You yep. know, um, And that's actually really good advice because let's say you're gaming on a cruddy laptop, but you really love league of legends or dota and that's your game you know you don't need to build the highest mpc to still enjoy that you know build a 300 pc and invest in you know maybe invest in the monitor where you can get better frame rates you know because you know those games aren't really demanding exactly and that's yeah. and that's where i go where you can yeah build it around the game and your resolution for sure because then you're left with more money for a high quality monitor and you can really enjoy that game Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's actually really good advice, and that's a that's advice that I well, I have a I have an excuse now. Before I was like, oh, I need the top of the top, but now I actually need the top of the top because I do a lot of video editing. (laughs) So (laughs) now I have an excuse, and it just happens to be that it helps you know with my gaming as well. (laughs) But um. Yeah, that's really good advice. And that is actually something I am going to, uh, I guess, echo that that piece of advice every time I get asked that. You know, what kind of advice do you have for someone who wants to build their own PC? Nice. Yeah, that is definitely my going to be my new standard response, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, speaking of games, let's kind of get into more of a little more lighthearted topics here. Uh, speaking of games, there's a lot of cool games coming out um, in Q4 or Q one and q2 of next year um so first off what kind of games do you play um and second is what games are you looking forward to coming out (laughs) um well i love mmorpgs um okay yeah my i usually play the elder scrolls online which is funny because that goes back to what we were just talking about where i don't it doesn't (laughs) i don't need the i don't need the pc that i built for that game well <laughs> unless you unless you deck it out with mods right yeah so i mean deck it out with mods and yeah so <laughs> i'm playing that game right now and i'm not even kidding it i i'm maxing out the 4k resolution <laughs> with that game because it's so easy to run <laughs> but, but um yeah so i <laughs> i know everyone loves first person shooters and i'm i i'm horrible at them i suck so bad yeah i'm not I the do. best either I'm so awful, and I people try to get me to play with them, and I'm like, yeah, it looks fun, looks fun, and just enjoyable. And it's not that I don't enjoy them; it's just that I really am horrible at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, okay, you. There are some games that kind of blurred the lines between you know MMO and RPG, and I really like those, like Destiny Two. Um, okay. There's a game called Outriders coming out Outriders. soon, eventually, and that game. That game looks great. I, I think that's going to be amazing stream content for people. Um, it looks like they... I, don't, I can't really say what they did with the game, but it looks like they took everything that Anthem did wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then combined it with like some really good things that other games did correctly. I remember um, Anthem. That it, was... it, it actually looks pretty promising. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It looks promising, but... you know, Anthem Fingers was... crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Anthem was one of those titles where everyone expected a lot, right? That was supposed to be like the next Destiny. It right. was. It was supposed to be the game. And, yeah, you know, but um, yeah. unfortunately, it just it, it fell off quite quickly. Um, and with the game, if, with the genre games are moving these days, like very fast paced. Um, yeah, it, it's very sad to see because I know it, it yeah. kind of sucks. I know a lot of these developers and studios put a lot of their time into it, and I can only imagine how I guess like heartbreaking that must be. It's kind of like making a movie. 
you know, making a movie and then it just doesn't do well. That yeah, one is a, uh, that one sucks, but you know, you have to admit the the graphics for that, for that game were really awesome. Oh yeah, um, they were great. Yeah. They just, they didn't quite hit the mark there, but I think everything else, you know, big, big props to, to those game devs. Um, okay. Yeah, thoughts. Cyberpunk yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Thoughts on um, cyberpunk? I'm a little, it looks promising. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to get your hopes too high yep, because exactly. if you do and it lets you down, it is sad. Right. But at the same yeah. time, you just can't help be super excited for it because they've been working on this game for so long, you know, and they've been promising us all these cool stuff. So yeah, that one's a little bit of a tricky one because you're just trying to keep your mix between, uh, expectations, but also excitement, you know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, okay. Thoughts on Crisis Remastered? Um, I mean, I'll definitely be benchmarking with it. <laughs> <I don't think laughs> it's I'm... your new benchmark system. That's <laughs> your new game for benchmarks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if my uh, overclock and not shut my PC off with this game, at then max, I should be good. Then I should be okay. The new standard. <laughs> oh man yeah for me the types of games that i am really into um so competitively i like to play uh valorant i don't particularly like first person shooters actually believe it or not um i'm a very niche person so um yeah i, I love valorant i don't know why i just i really like it but i don't like playing csgo you know I don't like first-person shooter games in general. Call of Duty, it's an exception because that's uh, to me that's a game I've grown up with. Um, yeah. It's like people's Halo, that well, Halo too. You know, I love that. Um, and Dragon Ball Fighters, of course, fighting games. But I actually don't like to play fighting games. Same thing. You would think, oh, this guy plays Dragon Ball Fighters all the time. What is he saying? Now I don't like fighting games at all because it's too much to learn. <laughs> I only learned Dragon Ball Fighters because I love i love dragon ball you know yeah I, I used to be that guy who would you know buy the newest mortal Kombat or you know street fighter yeah right. and so, go in there and try to learn all the all moves. the combos yeah all the and, moves and, yeah and that, yeah i'm the same way now when i when i see a new fighter game and i had I, a point it's like there's a lot of I, new technical stuff you yeah. have to learn it's like uh, let me just yeah. stick with the same game and then yeah i won't look at oh. any other fighting games you know what game is out right now that seems to be a hit, and I think it's going to get a big following. It's Genshin Impact. Yes. Um. Uh, and um, it's really pretty. It plays just like Breath of the Wild. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in, in a way, it's in a, a way, um, quote unquote, yeah. Breath of the Wild clone with, you know, uh, <laughs> spells and an anime. Uh, I guess an anime twist to it. Um, but it is a fun game. I played yeah, it. I, I haven't played it on my PC definitely. actually, surprisingly, but I've played it on my phone. Um, and the phone experience is is already really good. So I can already I already know that if I've downloaded it on PC, the experience would just be that much better. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is the next that's the next big hit. For sure. Um but yeah, aside from those like FPS and, and one-off fighting games, the games that I really like to play are open world games. I love mm -hmm. games like Far Cry, um, Dying Light, uh, GTA. Uh, I just love exploring. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, when well, you play the you know the Elder Scrolls and that's that one's um, it's just uh, like that, yeah, yeah, just like that, you know. Yeah, like to, um, to this day, I think I've never been. Like GTA game because I just keep exploring. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You you have a, a a mission to do, but you're like, oh, there's a helicopter here. I can steal though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love exploring, um, opening up things. Have you ever played the game Dying Light? Uh, yeah, and um, man, I that got I got uh, motion sickness from that. Oh, because oh, of the parkour. <laughs> Because of the parkour, it took me so long to get. I mean, it didn't help that I was playing it on a forty-three inch monitor at the time. Oh yeah, it better if I use a smaller monitor. A smaller but, monitor. But but yeah, I got <laughs> I got so motion. I got so much motion sickness. <laughs> I had to tell my girlfriend to let's just you know let's not. I can't play this with him. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's actually um, 
my all-time favorite game just because I love hacking and slashing zombies. Um, I love zombie. I'm a sucker for zombie games, um, like the whole Call of Duty uh, zombie series. I was a sucker for those. Um, I don't know. There's something just about like blowing off the heads of those zombies. Um, World War Z. I think World War Z. Right. That was a free. That they made that game free on the Epic Game Store. Yep. Um, that right. one's a fun, you know, a zombie game. But Resident Evil. That one's pretty cool too. I've never played a Resident Evil game. Sorry, my mistake. I haven't played a Resident Evil game in a long time. And when I played recently, the new Resident Evil Three remake, I got so scared. And <laughs> that one is just oh, that one's rough. But yeah, zombie games are very thrilling and fun. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the new Dying Light. Um, yeah, but Cyberpunk, uh, I'm actually pretty excited for the new Call of Duty. Uh, I'm excited to see how that one turns out. Um, you know our old employee, Lindsay. She actually works yeah. for Activision. Um, and I'm hoping to get her on the show one of these days, you know, to speak about uh, how it's transitioning from a hardware company to a, a game studio yeah, company, you know. That would be, be a really nice update from her. Oh, like yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I talked to her recently, and she just really loves the work there. And the amount of hard work they put into launching that game, it's pretty crazy. Um, she works more on the mobile side, the Call of Duty mobile. But you can just imagine if the mobile team has to do that much work. Like the main game itself is, it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Those are, uh, those are a lot of the games that I'm looking forward to. And I'm glad that, you know, you're looking forward to a lot of these games too. Uh, so Jason, we're, we're kind of running up on our time here. There's one last thing I did want to talk about. Um, and this is a little bit of a, a heavier topic, not heavier, but, um, it's an interesting topic that I think a lot of people, especially um, your case, because you're very deeply rooted in, again, the modding scene, the the general PC building scene, um, just everything in general. You know, you're, you're embedded with, with AMD threads and, and Intel subreddits and stuff like that. How do you see the, interest, the, the industry, the PC industry as a whole, how do you see it progressing in the future? So a lot of... There's a reason why consoles are popular, right? It's supposed to be cheap and portable, uh, and that's that, right? And their thing is they're trying to work on getting the best graphics possible. But what do you think the future is for the PC industry, and how do you think that it can evolve from here? Prob probably, um, I'm going to, you know what? I think the PC industry is never really going to get off of that. I think there will always be you know, a huge following, <laughs> you'd call it. Mm -hmm. But um I think I think as far as PC goes, I think we probably will start to see a lot of uh a lot of a uh, I don't know how to even say it. A lot of direction coming from as far as gaming goes from the console side of things. Now that now that consoles are gonna be start leveraging, you know, more graphical power, more core power as far as, you know, how they've discussed it you know mm -hmm. amd's design and stuff i think um game developers will be heavily trying to learn those new you know hardware benefits and, and i think in a few years time probably five to six years which is usually the average for a console we'll start to see some major uh pc developments where gaming will be you know 8k possible and better even when and graphics cards, hopefully not too expensive <laughs> at yeah. the time, but uh, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, well, but, yeah, I'm thinking it, if we can do 8K with the 3090 right here in 2021 or 2020, I'm hoping that it's going to be consumer ready within the next three to four years. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping technology will advance that far. You know, that I mean, fast. yeah, there was yeah. a there was a point where you know a lot of us were there was no way we were going to contemplate you know, buying a 1440p screen, a yeah, 4K yeah. screen. Yeah. And now 1440p <laughs> like, you know, is like the standard, you know, 1080p yeah. is like the new 720. Yeah. Um, 4K, 14... 4K TVs are, you know, insanely Cheap. getting cheaper because yep. consoles are able to at least leverage it to some degree. That, uh, yeah, to yeah. some degree. And and uh, I think because of those progressions, you know, the PC will benefit from it. And, uh, you know, 
manufacturers such as AMD, Intel, NVIDIA, uh, they're going to have to step up to compete um, for sure, especially in the PC gaming world. Because um, mm-hmm, they have they make and, chips for both, you know, but they also have to make both sides happy. So right. yeah, I'm excited to see. I yeah. guess as console also gets more development, hopefully, you know, in theory, PC, the PC side of things should also get more development to stay competitive. Yeah, so here's an interesting thing real quick. Horizon Zero Dawn, when it first came out, had launch issues, right? Port mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was playing that on my my uh, 3970X, the Threadripper. Okay. And so I know it was, you know, port issues at the beginning, but the the game was using 12 of my cores. Um, and that was kind of shocking to me because consoles don't have 12 cores. And it kind of made me think about the future where games, I think, will start to use, you know, more than four. Um, single core always be power. But mm-hmm. once once that single core um, is, you know, spread across all the cores a lot better, like the way we, you know, we do with overclocking, um, I think... I think we'll start seeing some really massive improvements in PC performance. Yes, game performance, PC performance. I agree. I agree. Um, And I think, yeah, you pretty much said it perfectly, you know, in terms of uh, where you hope to see the PC industry is heading in the future. I also agree with you. I hope, again, just with more developments on the competing side, on the competing side, it will just lead... um, growth to the, the PC industry is general in general. And to be honest, if there's one winner here, it's the consumer, right? It is. And I was just, <laughs> yeah. just going to say, I know I can speak for some of my friends. We, we look forward to the releases oh, <laughs> because yeah. of all, all the new hardware, all the eye candy, uh, oh. you know, the new tech. Oh, it's, just yeah. such, it's such an amazing uh, thing to just wait for sometimes. And, and some of us, well, we get carried away with leaks and fake news and <laughs> rumors. And yeah, but when it comes, cards. when it comes, yeah, yeah when it comes <laughs> down to it, and it's actually released, and you know, it's something that we all enjoy to do. I mean, we really just want to see those new products. And some of us, you know, we we base our whole hobby around that in a way. Where I'm saying we plan them every two years, I'll upgrade, or every year I'll upgrade. Some people or every year, but you know, I think. I think that commitment to the to this industry and this, for the consumer is why PC is going to always succeed. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yep. PC will always stay on top. Um, uh, there may be times where you know the gap gets close, but I truly believe that PC will always stay on top. Um, and I think that's a great way to to kind of end this episode, Jason. Um, thanks so much for coming on, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you join the Oris Gaming community on Facebook and Discord. Uh, you have a chance; you can have a chance to actually talk to Jason himself and, you know, ask him any questions as well. Um, if if you have any, um, today's episode is sponsored by Nvidia's RTX 30 Series graphic card. So thanks to Nvidia for helping us out there. Um, and for the rest of you guys at home, make sure you guys are tuning in every saturday at 8 p.m for a new late night bites podcast episode uh here on the oris spotify page make sure you guys hit that follow button so you guys can be notified uh when we drop a new podcast next week um i don't want to spoil it but we do have a a surprise guest coming in uh, so you'll make sure you'll want to tune in then and until then jason i appreciate it thank you so much for coming on man i appreciate it thank you james thank you of course uh and yeah that's it guys uh make sure you guys have a safe weekend make sure you guys stay uh you know social distance stay indoors wear a mask and we will see you guys next time peace